Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Jeremy. Thanksgiving to you. Yeah. yeah. So, hey, happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Uh, I am Langel. Yeah, I'm Jeremy. Hey, we are at the Midnight 30 Podcast. We are doing a Tuesday show because um, tomorrow I'm going to be getting ready for, you know, I'm getting my, my wife and I and the kids are getting my house all ready to have company over. Uh, we're hosting a Thanksgiving for my family again this year, so we're always excited about it. We love hosting, and I just, I, I like having the family over at our house and eating food. I mean, it's just great. So it's holiday time already. Oh yeah, it's nuts. I mean, uh, I'm, there's a fun food I'm cooking this year because every year I always um, cook a certain meat. And it's just always a, a different type, you know. And I always uh, smoke it out with my grill. And uh, this year I am uh, smoking a, and I probably don't smoke. I'll probably just cook it on the a really, really low uh, on the propane grill because <clears throat> um, I found that creates a lot less char. And uh, char, like you know, it's really charred. It's actually really bad for you to have something really, really charred. Cause it's got a carcinogen in it, right? Yeah. So, anyways, uh, yep. Uh, lamb. I'm going to be cooking some lamb, man. All right. Yeah, it's gonna be good. So I'm looking forward to it. I've had lamb before. I've never cooked it, <clears throat> so we'll get yourself some leg of lamb. I was looking for a leg of lamb, but they just had lamb roast. So I was over at Aldi's and I was like, you know what? I told my wife, like, you know, I'm not gonna mess with, you know, cooking something weird this year, you know, uh, just because I was like, man, just you know, around this time of the year, it's just spending money on everything you know and i was like i'm not going to well i was there at aldi's and lo and behold they had some lamb there and i was like ah, okay i'm gonna get it so <clears throat> it was perfect so we'll see what happens so uh man we just we just had a big old storm here just a minute ago so. yeah so when the last we had a like severe thunderstorm warning until 9 45 and then right at 9 45 that's when you know it, it stopped coming down as hard and i was like well, yeah i guess that's it yeah it was a uh, short-lived, <clears throat> but we've been so dry over here that you know it's just thank God. Uh, so, anyways, <clears throat> Jeremy, what you been up to? What you been playing? What you been doing? All that stuff. Um, I revisited remnants from the ashes. Yes, and you've been stuck. Yeah, I've been <clears throat> stuck, and then I had a friend come over, and we actually found our way out of the sewers and we found the other side and then we had to beat our first boss we ever encountered and I got lucky and got him glitched out and uh-huh. stuck on something uh-huh. so I just shot him until he, <laughs> he died. Did you get any did you get any cool weapon at the end? Um I think we got a uh it may have dropped a weapon but we may yep. have got a ring yeah as well. Excuse me. And then we uh pursued on and we went to the next level which I guess it's better than a sewer, but it looks like a subway, which is, you know, the discount sewer. Sure. Yeah, I hate the sewer, <laughs> so it's like, okay. Well. Uh-huh. <sighs> Harder creatures. They are. They get really hard. There was, a, there was a boss I fought, and he dropped something, and I didn't get a chance to get it because the game, <clears throat> I don't know, something happened where he dropped it. I didn't get a chance to go get it because... Uh, the, I can't remember something happened where I was like pushed out of that area and I couldn't go back it was really irritating I don't know what he dropped but I always kind of thought man I wonder what I missed because um, <clears throat> those are big things like you know you, you kill an enemy you get like a, a really good loot like you know an amazing ring or something like that or a weapon and those rings are pretty dang handy I mean you can get some that beef up your damage a lot and that's very 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 helpful with those games especially the more you level up the more they're leveled up oh yeah like. yeah I mean it gets it gets really intense and uh but I mean you're gonna see some enemies that I never saw which is really really interesting that's a game that I would one day like to re-roll and just oh I didn't see that enemy where'd that come from so <clears throat> I do think that's very very cool there's a there's a prequel to that game coming out uh, <clears throat> it's called Cronus uh and it's supposed to be before, like, so it's like whenever this, all these demons and everything came to earth, like, you know, what it was all about. So it's, it's a total different type of game. It's not, uh, it's not the, it's, a, it's, um, it's third person, uh, but also side scrolling. Um, but it's still in that world. So I'm interested in that. I don't know much about it. I've just seen people talk about like, oh, this is the prequel to Remnants of the Ashes. And I really, I really enjoy that. There's, there's rumor that that's kind of connected with also uh, the Darksiders universe. Oh, okay. 
because the same company did the Darksiders 3 because they bought out that company. And you could see a lot of, <clears throat> you could see a lot of things that they did in that game and the, and the style and you can pretty make a good argument going, yeah, this is kind of in the same, this is going out at the same time. This is kind of the same universe connected, which I think is pretty cool. Well, have you completed Hellpoint yet? I have not, but I have got a lot farther. Uh, I have, I have, uh, let's see, on Hellpoint, I fought these two bosses, and they were just, these two, they were called the, oh, the, oh gosh, what were they called? I, there was these, basically these two, auton, auton, what do they call it, auton, autonomans? Autonomous or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, it was these like <clears throat> robot kind of human things, and they were hard. And I finally beat them. And now this kind of those games work where you have these two bosses. Now those bosses are normal enemies that you're fighting all the time, and it, it's hard, but you're able to do it, and you can still win. Um, so I'm in that part uh, of the game, and. Automaton, right? Automaton, there we oh, go. There we go. <clears throat> like and uh, it's like this um, cyber um, Egyptian type of. Uh, gosh, I don't know how to describe it. It's like this Egyptian type of um, futuristic. It's like a Stargate kind of thing. Yeah, right? it's like Stargate, man. It is. It is a really, really great. And uh, I'm really interested to see uh, more of it because it's just the, the levels. Every time you get a new place, it's told told new eye candy to look at. And uh, I, I really, I really like that game. Um, I have not, I've not beat it yet. I'm getting close. Uh, that is a game where it's, you know, just like the Dark Souls, you know, Bloodborne, all that. But you, there's a point where uh, you're fighting these bosses, these. What was it? Automaton. Automaton. And they have these, also these giant jaguar cats that are like these neon. They're, they're wild. They're trippy. And uh, so then you got these golden Stargate like pyramids around you everywhere. Um, and you have these, you're walking on these long hallways. Sorry, these long platforms. And there's nothing down there except this blue liquid. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, very eye-catching and I love whenever you hit something you have that feedback you get that that click that um, it just it's very satisfying to me uh, the sound effects is great and it's got that eeriness to it I did find some new armor that I really like it's been very very helpful and uh, my weapon I figured out how to upgrade my weapon and I figured out how to uh, also I upgraded my my health, so I get more health charges, and I did that by, I mean, by just, there, there's these secrets, and the secrets are very well hidden. Uh, I had to climb this, I didn't realize there was like a, a, a top to this part I was at, but I found this little path, and I just kept on going up to the top, going up to the top, and climbing these ladders, and you're, you get some vertigo, because you're on this going, man, I'm really high up, and there's this glowing little dot, you finally go up there, and you get it, and it's this new health charge, and you get more health charge. You hear it, you're so excited, but you had all these souls, you know, or these axioms, what they're called. And I have like, oh gosh, about fifteen thousand. And then now you got to go all the way down. And if you die, you're gonna lose them, and you have to go all the way back. So it was stressful, but I did it. Uh, so yeah, Hell Point's a very, very fun game. I think more people need to play that game. It's 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 underrated, and I feel like that it's a bummer, but it is a you know, again, like us, we like horror, we like Clive Barker, we like Event Horizon. So, uh, yeah. That and the whole Egyptian thing. I mean, I'm a, I was a fan of the Stargate movie, so, you know, anything that's like got that kind of vibe to it, I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, um, the Stargate was great. I never watched the, the TV series. Did you? I've seen a few episodes. Yeah. Uh, my... Stepfather really likes it, like so much. In fact, he buys the series. Yeah, there's some people that really enjoyed. It. I mean, really liked the series. I just that one movie was so good. It had James Spader, Kurt Russell, which is the first time I ever was introduced to James Spader as an actor. 
I mean, he was the guy with glasses on. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to remember anything else he was in after that. Uh, he was in some one movie that was pre-dating uh, Twisted. It was, uh, it was Crash. Never seen it. Ooh, it's... Ooh, no, it's... Uh, <laughs> that thing was filthy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> kids don't watch that. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, James Spader, he was also... Now, he's... James Spader, he was in a TV series called The Blacklist. He's a very good actor. He's just this um, very smart uh, serial killer kind of guy. Almost like a Hannibal Lecter type, but not as morbid as Hannibal Lecter. Um, yeah. Really good. You should check it out. Blacklist. My wife and I watched it a little bit, I think. And it, was, it was good. I watched a little bit of uh, Hannibal on Netflix. Really? Oh, yeah, the series. They had... That's now done now, right? Because they just had two, I think like they had like two, two or three seasons and then something happened where they're like, nah, I'm done. I I'm, I'm working on the second season, but at the same time I was watching it, I was thinking all the stuff that's happening, it seems to be kind of different than what the movies first Bummer. Like yeah. they had a little Took bit some liberties there. Extra in. Uh, so if you're, you know, a fan of the books or the regular movies, don't expect to see the same thing in this series okay. like you saw in there because they, they mess around with it a little right. bit. Granted, I love all the actors that are playing the roles, but... Yeah, that one guy's playing Hannibal Lecter is a great actor. Yeah, Eddie Izzard had a cameo in it. Did he? Yeah, and I, Oh my uh, gosh, I haven't seen Eddie in for... ever. Yeah, I don't even know if he does stand-up anymore. I think he went more for politics, you know. Did he? Yeah, he, he's got his own YouTube channel where he talks huh. about his own New party point. going on. No kidding. Huh, well... I mean, Russell Brandt kind of did the same thing. Russell what is it with Brandt. these comedians? Going for politics, it's like I know yeah. of all the people that. Well, you know the and the, and I will say the Miller, uh, something Miller. He Dennis in, Miller. Dennis Miller. Oh, he's always had been. I never realized he did such, but he's got some politics, and he's actually, he's he's smart, and so, and that's so stupid of me to be like, oh gosh, you're smart. Well, all these comedians are, because you have to be smart to be a comedian. But just how and how much he's so intellectual and he's smart about it, and his delivery is funny and you're here going holy smokes you're giving me information and you're funny about it how'd you do that it's it's, it's quite impressive yeah him <clears throat> and bill hicks uh they i guess they started out as political comedians no kid yeah so uh, it, it was like um they always did politics i think that's how come they're so well known now but however you know you get somebody who's just doing regular comedy and they try to change it to political yeah it's like, uh, in this climate it's not <clears throat> no well, dennis miller even had his own snippet on some of the fox news stuff I don't know if he does anymore, but whenever Bill O'Reilly was around, yeah, him and Bill would always have a, a snippet, and yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it because Dennis Miller would say something, and Bill wouldn't, and they were both just blunt as heck, and they would both disagree and laugh about it, and like, oh, all right, and just move on. I'm like, this is funny. You remember the show Red Eye? Oh. They used to have a lot of comedians coming on there, and they no, were, I don't. Uh, it, it was on oh, man, it was. This had to be like 2010 or 12. Really? No, I don't remember that one. Uh, that show's not around anymore, yeah. but I guess they would get comedians on. And yeah. Or they authors, got... and then just randomly cool. ask them questions. And... That's neat. Well, now they got the Red Table. Red Table. It's on Facebook. Will Smith's family's got the deal called the Red Table. It's uh, kind of just the... Oh, so... The Will Smith family gives their point of view on politics. They're so fortunate, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're watching it going, it's not like Dennis Miller. It's not the funny stuff. You're like... Why couldn't they call it getting jiggy with it? <laughs> they <laughs> should. If they really wanted yeah, to go like, for topical humor. Right. But no, it's his wife <laughs> doing it. And that's the one where his wife, like, uh, she talked about how she... It's really kind of hard to watch. She talked about how she had an affair with her husband and Will's, like crying and then he uh tweeted pain yes <laughs> and i hear watching this going this is awful to watch and i'm not the hugest will smith fan but this in black was great back in the day also his best movie uh well i say it now and i can't think of it crap um i thought he was good and i am legend i did not like that movie because uh, i thought it was just a whole bunch of ticked off bald people instead of like you know vampires well, like the book. I, I guess they're uh, the zombies. scientist interpretation of uh, right and zombies are popular so I get it it was basically a remake of the silent film I saw where it was like <laughs> the last man on earth yeah which a music video was made depicting that um, you remember that Queen of the Damned music video for Static X Cold oh yeah yeah that was like inspired by the last man on earth well you know the last man on earth was a it was a, it was a book by Richard Matheson first uh, yep 
I got the book. Them? I haven't read it, but um. You should see the Vincent Price version. I mean, it's a little yes, it's a I've little heard dated, that. But, but well, Vincent Price was the man. I remember watching him in House on Haunted Hill, the original. You ever watch that one? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I loved it. It was good. I, I mean, a bunch of those on DVD, I so. loved the Vincent Price stuff. Vincent Price was uh, there was a there's a coworker of mine. She got to meet Vincent Price, and she said that he was an incredibly nice man. Uh, he was like big on yachts. Like he's his whole deal looks like tons of money. So he'd always him and his wife would always go to yacht, like have these different. I'm um, sorry, yachts cruises. So they go on these different cruises. Uh, Vincent Price was a very nice gentleman very well spoken very well spoken great manners just a gentleman and it was just so cool because you wouldn't think you know these, these i'm just trying to imagine him old... reviewing a yacht you know, oh yes behind it was like this right here they have they have a vast <laughs> opening where you can study <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Uh, I really thought that was interesting. He was in a lot of like Edgar Allan Poe and stuff. Yes. Movies. Oh yeah. He was the he was the horror icon. I mean, he was. They're actually pretty good. Yeah. I mean, they still hold up today. They do. They still do, man. Yeah. I mean, Vincent Price was the man. I mean, whenever they did the remake of a uh, House on Haunted Hill, they made the what's his name uh, look like Vincent Price uh, and the mustache. He's a very good actor. Um, he's in Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, uh, he's Balbosa. I'm not gonna remember his name. No, but he's a very good actor. Uh, <clears throat> Jeffrey, Jeffrey something or just, I can't remember. Anyways, we'll not try to harp on it too much. So, um, anyways, uh, remnants of the ash from the ashes. Uh, um, I would like to, and uh, I've been playing some Hellpoint. Um, also, I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War on my new Xbox Series X. And that... Game, uh, the, I, the, the single player has been very fun. Uh, there's some parts where you're in Vietnam and it's got the classic, you know, the, the 80s music playing. But does it the hold a candle to Shell Shock? No. Shell Shock was, Shell Shock was, you know, the thing is, the storytelling in Shell Shock was very good, just the graphics, I feel like, held it back. <laughs> Excuse me, but they tried to do a lot of stuff. You know, they did a Shell Shock 2 that, like, had zombies and stuff in it. Did you know that? I did not know. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, but yeah, Shell Shock. I appreciate Shell Shock because they're trying to do the horror of Vietnam. Uh, this um, is it doesn't deal with the horror of it. It's really just um, it's they've Michael Bayed the heck out of it, you know. But I man, it's Call of Duty. They so just, it's not so much Stanley Kubrick, nah, Bill Jackson. Nah, it's it's really just uh, you got big guns. You're going in there. You're saving some people. But I do like the aesthetic of the '80s. I really do like that. And their multiplayer. I played a lot of multiplayer today. My son and I played it, and he wouldn't feel him well. I said, "Let's just let's just hang out." So we played that. Um, I did some Call of Duty uh, Black Ops Free for All, which is you know it's the, just hey you're you're one man against everybody else, every man for himself. First one to get to this many points wins. And <clears throat> I had so much fun with that. I, I just my son and I just had a blast. I, the the feedback was great. I was kind of. Uh, I didn't like the Call of Duty Black Ops multiplayer last time we talked, but I've got to play more with it. I, I really enjoy this. It's back to the old feel a little bit, uh, and I do like that. Before, I was kind of liking the, the Modern Warfare feel that was a little bit more weighty than New Modern Warfare, but this one, they kind of found the happy medium where there's a little bit of weight to the guns, but it's back to the more quickness of the original Modern Warfare, so they kind of met that middle ground, which I like. Now, I will say, there's a little bit of a bummer deal because on my Xbox Series X, I got it on my on my, on a, my entertainment center. In my entertainment center, we have basically uh, took an old dresser and we ripped the, 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 um, the drawers out of it and I took out all the hardware. So really, it's just this, it's this um, dresser that we took the doors off and we took the drawers out and we've painted it. It's, it's amazing. My wife made it. It's uh, painted it. It's great. Well, we have my consoles sitting where the... Where the um, the uh, drawers were well one thing about that is just those things can't and some of these consoles get really hot you know they do well that heat can't really go anywhere so your systems will because every system you know they got like an automatic shut off like hey it's too hot they shut off so that the system won't fry right you know um so my playstation 4 i bought these fans along the side of all the fans already 
to keep on blowing that thing to make sure it stays cool. That works on PlayStation 4. My old Xbox, uh, it would I had to redo the, the thermal paste, took it apart, put new thermal paste on there because it was just getting too hot, and that fixed it. But with the new Xbox Series X, I had that dude in there, and I had I had it laying on its side horizontal. So, and I scooted over to the edge just to get as much airflow as possible. I'm here going, I still think this thing's getting too hot. And sure enough, I'm playing it, and it would kick me off. It would just jump too hot. And um, so I moved it. And the thing is, one thing I like about the Series X is I've never had a console stand at vertical, but this one I do because it's smart how they did it because they just got this box and the fan's on top. So heat rises. So they just got this fan on top. It's just shooting the heat up top. So it's like, well, that thing's never going to get too hot. So I repositioned it to where it's vertical and I set it behind my television so it could just shoot that heat up. Oh, it's totally fixed it. Um, which is a great design, but yeah, just don't put that console somewhere where the heat, where that, that airflow needs to happen because uh -huh. it does get, I mean, pretty hot. So, um, yeah. Makes so me I, think of that, remember that Big Beast PS2 that was back in the day? Oh, yeah. Everybody sat on its side yep. so that, you know, it would oh, yeah. constantly be cool. Because, sure. Oh. Well, and there's some of those, and I don't like putting them on their vertical because if it falls over, like, I don't like that. But this, the Xbox Series X, this big box, it's not going to fall over. Um, so that's always been a problem with these consoles, putting them on their, on their side, on their vertical, because they don't want to fall over. But how they've done it with the airflow, it's like, well, it makes sense because heat will rise, so it's going to shoot the heat up the top. You're fine. Well, yeah. So, but before I had it in this, you know, where the doors, where the drawers were, and that heat just would, you know, get trapped in there, and there was a hole in the back that I drilled to get some of that heat out, but it just wasn't enough. So it's, uh, that was that was something I found out today. Um, but I've been playing the Call of Duty Black Ops uh, Cold War, very fun. I'm really enjoying that game. Uh, it's, it's great. Yeah, so I've been very much enjoying that. So, and I get to play with my kids, it's fun too. Um, so yeah, I've been playing that and also, I wanted to look at my notes here, so just give me one second. I've also been playing some, oh yes, I've been playing uh, some Ghostbusters, the, the Ghostbusters video game. Love that game. It's, I love Ghostbusters, so I've been playing that on my Series X because, you know, the, you know, the old games you can play on the Series X and it makes the graphics better. I know that. It's great. I mean, so I'm revisiting some of those. And then also, uh, I've been playing some Fortnite. Fortnite has some new skins. I got the Venom skin in Fortnite. So, the, like, the symbiote Venom. Like, he looks so great. So, I got that. I'm having fun with that. Also, I'm playing a game called Code Vein. <clears throat> now, uh, have you played? You know what Code Vein is? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, what do you know about it? Um, Dark Souls, if they were anime, basically. Yeah. And it was, a, it was a big sale going on. I've been wanting to look at it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get that. The graphics are so pretty. I still want to play that. Oh, my gosh. And the the customization is insane. Like, I custom, you can customize right down to the irises of your eyeball. I mean, it is beautiful game. And <clears throat> I will tell you on the, and you know, and people on the podcast know, I'm not a fan of anime. I am not. I am. And you, you are, you, you are, and uh, I like this game. Uh, it's 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 Dark Souls, Bloodborne. You go through, you fight these enemies, uh, you die. You have this stuff called haze that you're collecting, and you die. You drop your haze, you go back and use that to upgrade yourself. Um, but you're this you're in this post-apocalyptic place. Excuse me, and then there's these vampires. So it's like post-apocalyptic and horror mixed together. Um, remember the Van Helsing, the old anime Van Helsing? You remember that one? Yeah. Okay, you can make a character look like that. It's great. It makes me think of a Vampire Hunter D. Remember? <laughs> no, I'm thinking of Vampire Hunter D. So sorry. So yeah, Vampire Hunter D, not Van Helsing. Um, yeah, so Vampire Hunter D, which was, we had the hand, you know, you could. So yeah, um, reminds me of that. And uh, you just think about it. You got. You know, the, the, you got your weapons, you know, you got to watch your stamina. Uh, yeah, 
and there's some of the anime stuff I'm uh, some of the anime stuff I really just can't get past <laughs> but is it the exposition that does it for you it is and also just the makeup of some of the female characters they really accentuate their that's the style it is <laughs> and I'm just here going like golly this is getting too much but uh, the gameplay and just the, the aesthetic of the game has made me look past a lot of that going this is a fun game and I like the idea that there's vampires with it. So I'm like, okay, that's that's cool. And I'm gonna tell you just, it's so pretty. It is so pretty. And I've played about an hour of that. Um, I feel like it's a little, it's a little bit, um, it's a little more forgiving than the Dark Souls games. So I do like that as well. And uh, your, your fighting is, a little, it's, it's much quicker. It reminds me a little bit more of Bloodborne the fighting style a little more about Bloodborne, oh, I would say, um, just because the quickness of it. It doesn't have the same mechanics, you know, as Bloodborne, because Bloodborne, you get hit, you can go and hit that thing that hit you and get more of your health back. And can you lock on? You can't. Oh. You can, uh, yes, you can. That's a plus there, because yeah. you couldn't do it in Remnants of the Ashes. Like, I know, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because Remnants of the Ashes is more, they, they, they really focus on a lot of gunplay. Right. They really do. Um, and the magic system on this is very cool. Uh, and it's very overpowered, which I which I kind of like because it's it's showing it's like hey if you want to be a mage or something like that you can do that but you can switch on the fly between three different classes, which is which is very very fun. Um, so I've been playing uh, Code Vein. You you need to check this out. You would like Code Vein. I think oh, you. Would, I, I know I would. I, yeah. I've seen uh, some gameplay for it. Now I was <clears> like <throat> I read about Reminiscence in the Ashes. Sure. Uh, it's on sale. It's mm. on sale right now. I it wish they, that they had Journey in a actual physical copy. They do. They do. They do? They do. Yeah, you know what? They, they have, That's going to be on my list. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I'm going to buy Journey before Code Vein. But I Journey's such Vane. a beautiful... Oh, that game. I, I mean, the Egyptian thing. Oh, I like that. And just the music of just... Just listening to it, and then you're... Whenever you're walking on the sand, and you're sand surfing, you know? And uh, the feel of it. And I just... Uh, that music just totally sold me. I've I downloaded that whole soundtrack on my phone. Really? Oh yeah, I love that soundtrack. I I love it. I have it to where I wake up to it sometimes. Oh, mm, it's beautiful. Love that soundtrack. Yeah. Um, and then I also been playing some Bulletstorm. Uh, you, have you ever played Bulletstorm? Okay, this game is just bonkers. You are, and I'm playing it on the. I've already played it before, but I'm playing the remake. Um, you know Duke Nukem. Right. Okay, well they they redid it. They redid this game as well where you can play as Duke Nukem in the game. And so Duke Nukem is very much kind of like Deadpool where he breaks the, you know, the third wall. Right. And he's like, "Why am I here? This is dumb. What is this? Am I in a game?" Just but he makes these dumb, you know, Duke Nukem jokes. And I enjoy it. <clears throat> but this game, they make they they make up curse words and it's it's stupid and you Here's the deal: you, you you're going through levels. The, the levels are very beautiful, very pretty, and the guns are just outlandish. You got like a quad shotgun that has four barrels. I mean, it's just dumb. But the, how you kill people is the more the more creative you get with killing people, the more points you get. So there's one time where I leash. You got this thing called a leash, and it's basically just this. Uh, you know, leash that goes and you see somebody there it launches that person towards you and then it slows them down you can kick them and then you can either kick them towards some like a cactus and that kills them by getting a cactus that gets you points or you can leash them kick them up in the air and then shoot their head off that's another way or you can do the same thing again but then you can shoot a flare out and the flare will shoot them and they'll glow up in the sky and they'll be like a firework and you get more points for that it's it's really a fun, dumb game. It really is, and it's very cheap. Um, I think now there's been times where you could have got this game for five dollars or less. It's a very, very good. It's a first-person shooter, and uh, it is a. F I mean, there's a lot of language in it. There is, um, but there just there's some words in there. That you're going, what in the world was that? Um, so I I highly recommend that. Um, and, uh, you know, I haven't been playing uh, the Assassin's Creed because I'm waiting to buy that one because it's expensive and I'm waiting for that to come down just because I've spent so much money already. Um, I'm waiting for that thing to, to go down in price because... Yeah, because, I mean, the one I'm wanting is... Um, 
and they go down in price very quick. These Assassin's ones do. Um, but I mean, the one, the addition I'm looking at is like 120 bucks. Yeah. And I'm here going, no, no, I can wait and get that a lot cheaper. The reason I want the big edition because it comes with everything. And it actually is cheaper if you want to get all the season pass and all the stuff. It's cheaper to get that version. But I'm not going to do that. I'm going to wait. Um, uh, another fun thing is that they got Rambo and Mortal Kombat now. Yeah, I've seen them. Which is fun. I have not. Power. Oh, yeah. I haven't bought that yet uh, because um, it's $15 mm. for playing as Rambo, Rain, and Melina. Um, I have not. I mean, I, sorry, I have not bought it. I have, I have had opportunity to play that, but I have not personally bought it. And it is fun, but to spend fifteen dollars on that, um, no, I don't. I don't think that's a wise choice. But today they came out with the. Remember the Mortal Kombat movie? Yes, which okay, one? The first one. Oh yeah. They came out with skins that make your character look like the old Mortal Kombat characters well, in the movie. Cool. That was neat. I mean, they had Raiden look like the one guy that was Highlander. You know, um, they played Highlander. Uh, they have him, like, you know, his skin. So now I look at that. <laughs> That's neat. Uh, I mean, I, I, I really... And Mortal Kombat trilogy to this day remains one of my favorite Oh, games. it's such a good... And the, I remember the roster. The amount of people you could play as. And, like, and how, unlock a bunch of them. Oh, like how many was there? Oh, man, I couldn't tell you. Because there was just so many you can do, and then there are certain tricks you can do to unlock yeah. others. It was like oh. it was. Oh, it was a really fun game. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, so, um, that's... Time Splitters too. I do want to get. Oh yeah, Time Splitters was. I never played the first one, but the second one I had so much fun running around, really? punching zombies' heads uh -huh. off. Which I know is probably, the gun's probably more viable, but for some reason I thought it was more fun. A lot of people like uh, Time Splitters. I never got to play a Time Splitters game to the full. Uh, just never did. I may do it just because I'm a collector, and yeah. I really want to see what I miss, because I just remember running around and yes. chaos going on. There's people begging for more Time Splitters. There's, I mean, there's. I think there was one that came out for the Xbox. I don't even know the story. I'm I don't either. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. But I remember people loving Time Splitters, and I was I was late to the game on that. Never never got to play it. I feel like I missed out on that. But I didn't have a PlayStation. I was a more of a Nintendo and an Xbox guy. Um, and then I got a PlayStation, and I mean I'll get a PlayStation. There's still some PlayStation games I play, but. Um, yeah, just for the most part, I usually just end up playing on... Well, really, I just end up playing on whichever console is the better one at the time. And, you know, PlayStation 4, I did a lot of PlayStation for this, this generation, a lot of it. Just because they had the better console at the beginning. And then it kind of swapped and they got the... The Xbox now got better, so... Um, you know, we'll see how it goes, but... So anyways, that is uh, that is what I've been playing. That's what I've been doing. So I'm liking my new console. It's fun. It's a good console. Just make sure you set it somewhere where you can get that heat ventilated. So you got to do that or else you're going to ruin your console, man. It's going to it's gonna burn up. Mm. So. That's the way to do it. Yep. So, all right. You got anything else you want to talk about? You want to take a break? Yeah, we'll take a little break. Okay. All right. We'll take a break and then we'll be back here in a second. All right. We'll see you guys in a second. All right. Bye-bye. Alright, we are back for the last final segment of Midnight 30 Podcast. Happy Thanksgiving again to you all. We hope and pray you guys have a good one. Um, <clears throat> tonight, I'm going to talk about... Well... Mm, you talk about what you've been doing, actually, because I think yours sounds a little more interesting, honestly. Um, well, we got a new big screen TV, so naturally, you know, you want to see what all your movies are going to look like on it. So we uh, marathoned... Friday the 13th and all the Nightmare on Elm Streets and all the Freddy vs. Jasons and I'll 
Well, not for any reason. Yeah, all the all the uh, Friday Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, that yeah. was just what the movies are <coughs> there. So oh, so good. I just remember that because uh, it's so nostalgic because it had the music. From yeah. That era of, I'm just like, oh, I remember this. Freddy vs. Jason is a great movie. It's a great movie. And it was over the top cheesiness. Yeah. But at the same time, it was like, oh. Well, but it was good over the top cheese. I mean, there's no way. It was. It was. It was smart because you're here. It was touching in the point of their classic, hey, if Freddy and Jason got into a fight, who would win? That was made into a movie. I recommend you revisit that because you're gonna you're gonna see things we missed when we were younger. Mm. And you're gonna be like, oh wait a second, I see what they're doing here. I will. And it was almost like a B movie mm. because remember when Freddy and Jason were duking it out in the dream world? He's treating them like a pinball machine and bounce them off everything. Oh, cool. It, it, was, I, it was just so good. It's just ridiculous fun. It is. Just some good stuff. And then I buy all the purges on DVD. Now, um, how many are, how many purges are there? There are four. And there's also a series. Yes. Um, I will say this. The first and second one are all right. I will say that. But then after that, it, uh, it, it dives more into mm. a political kind of thing. And I'm starting to wonder, hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Um, maybe if uh, they would have stuck with, you know, seeing what a group of crazies did on that night and show their demise, it would have been more interesting. Yeah. Because from their perspective, it was like, oh, let's show you so much exposition, exposition of these people that you probably don't even care about, but we want you to care about. We're going to show you what they do for their night. Like, and it's like, oh, we got a drug dealer over here. He's going to protect this town, even though he could have used the purge night to sell more stuff than he ever could the rest of the year. And it's like, come on now. Huh. So, you, uh, I don't know, maybe that's the uh, where they were going with it. But at the same time, I think if they would have just followed the group of psychopaths showing how they met the end of their night, right. it would have been better. Now... Are any of them like prequels to The Purge? Yes, the very last one is uh, called The First Purge, which uh, is supposed to show you how it got started. Okay. Which was, wasn't too bad, actually, but you can see how they inject in politics automatically. Yeah. Then again, I guess one of the purges is called Election Day, so technically it's politics was in Part of it, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, I can see that. I remember like whenever they first with the first one they the first purge they i remember them explaining that whenever they did this it made crime rate go down huge like it's it was like a, almost like a financial right reason they did it because and then they got like uh what was it called uh the tourists that came in from other countries to experience it yeah so limelight came from that yeah so it's like oh, okay i see what yeah you're doing. it was it's like once a year, right? Right. <clears throat> and uh, did you see that video of that guy during the lockdowns playing the uh, the purge uh, siren from his car? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is so bad. That is, but you know, the guy was like, finally. <laughs> He's like, yes, this is my moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I watched the first purge. I... I, I enjoyed it, uh, which I was very surprised I did. Um, I did not, I have not watched, uh, I haven't watched um, anything else uh, of that still. The second one I thought was pretty good too. Uh, but I, I just don't like the fact that like, um, you know the very first one, it's very enclosed in one household. When you know there's just chaos going on everywhere else, it's like, yeah. oh we're gonna stick to this one. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, you're, you're missing out on uh, most of what... I mean, <laughs> they, they could have came up with so many ideas for what was going on. But They could have, yeah. But <clears throat> I, I see it was the first one, so yeah. Well, I, mean. I, I thought the first one... I, I wish they would have just... I personally, I, I, I like the one done. But I understand once you do one, if there was a money maker, why not do more to get more money? I, I get that. Um, Plus, let's face it, the, the mask and the outfits, those were... Those were amazing, and they're still selling them to this day. Like, actually, for Halloween, I might actually buy one of those, uh, the mask for next time because I don't know, they just look actually creepy. My son 
uh, did, um, he bought some of those, like, well, he bought one, his buddies, and they, uh, they did, like, you know, the purge mask stuff, and they looked really cool, but, you know, I asked him, like, you know what that's from? I was like, oh, it's a purge mask, you know what the purge mask is? Like, no, I was like, oh, okay. They so, never sell it. No, I know, you might. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which, I mean, yeah, my son's never. But were they well done, and they actually? <clears throat> Very well done. Hmm. Like, very well, it was cool, I mean, and they weren't, uh, I mean, his was $12? It was really cool, and I was like, that was pretty neat. Like, him and his buddies all had it, I thought it was pretty cool. What did his look like? <clears throat> nah, his was purple. Was it X's? Oh, and it had an LED light? Yep. On. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was great. It was cool. I mean, I was, I was like, I when he got him, I was like, ah, it's gonna be bad. But uh, it was very good. It was high quality. Um, so he had it lit up. But yep. Was trick or treating. Yep. Oh, that's. It was cool. neat. Him and his three buddies did, or his two buddies. So it was three of them all with their purge masks. It was cool. He was purple. Another one was green, and the other one was blue. Oh, that's cool. It was neat. Yeah. Was, and they all had. Uh, they they all had similarities to them. I think they might have been a little bit different. I know the color was different, but as far as their, uh, you know, I think they all wore the same mask, just different colors. I do think that. Now I'm thinking I'm right. Yeah. Because so yeah, remember, you and me were actually looking into uh, a certain kind of mask to get. We seen the mushroom head ones. Yes. And then we're like, oh, we, they got some purge ones here. And if you're not familiar with part two, you're probably not gonna. Be familiar with the uh, the one that says God, yeah, on the head of it, and it's got the really creepy kind of uh, the Japanese esque kind of uh, thing. Well, I've never seen pictures of it. Yeah, I thought about buying that because it was only fifteen bucks, but I didn't end up doing it because <clears throat> turns out uh, Halloween was just cold and rainy, so we sure. just stayed indoors watching horror films. So. Yeah, I hear you. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Um. I have bought the new Ready Player Two uh, book from Ernest Klein. Um, <clears throat> haven't read any. It just came in today. Uh oh. It. I. I bought it. It just. It arrived in my house, and uh, today. So haven't got to crack it open. Um, you guys know the the Ready Player One, which was a very. A great movie. Oh, it was a great great movie. I mean, especially um, from the time. Yeah. And I want to say, at first, I did not like the movie. I really... I mean, there's cheese on cheese there. But the Shining scene? Oh, that, that was, was good. Really well and here's the deal. I would have... Um, the book is probably one of the best books I've ever read. It's very good. The It's a very, very good book. The movie... I hated it at first, and I had to watch it for about two or three more times, and my wife liked it a little more than I did, and the more I watched it, I was like, okay, I had to look past my presuppositions of it because, well, the book, well, yes, the book is better, way better. You know, read the book of Ready Player One. That's what you need to do. You need to read the book of that. It's good. Again, one of the best books I've ever read. The reading is so smooth. It's, it's beautiful. Now that I think about it, um, almost every movie that's come from the book, they always seem to put over the top, and you always say to yourself, oh, it, it, what, you know, there's plot holes in this yeah. situation, but at the same time, it's like, okay, I see what they're going yep. for, so. The book is better, that's always true. The only time I've ever had a movie not be better than the book, is, sorry, the only time I've ever had the book not be better than the movie is uh, the last Twilight movie. Um, that The ending of that book was very bad. The ending of that movie made the book better. <clears throat> That's the only time I've ever read a book and watched a movie going, oh, the movie was better. That's it. Um, but, so Ready Player Two, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to starting to crack that open. I think it'll be very, very good. We'll see what happens. So. Um, oh, yeah, I think it'll be great. <clears throat> um, I had a wild hair going, okay, I'm going to reread the first. Ready Player Two, but uh, just I've been reading other books and stuff, so I've been trying. I've been reading a lot of short stories. Um, I did read a short story of uh, this. It was almost like a Deliverance, but with the with. Okay, so imagine if you took Deliverance and a man. This was a couple, 
So a man a girlfriend. Deliverance mixed with aliens. Hmm. It was interesting but very confusing. And I think that was the point where you don't quite know what you're reading because the people in the story don't quite know. So I read that. I can't remember what it's called. It's called Crystal. It was Crystal Lake Collection where there's just a whole bunch of these uh, authors that got together and just you know wrote these weird stories. Uh, there was another one where there was this, there was this wolf, werewolf that got loose and these people had to capture it. It was pretty stupid. Uh, I didn't think that thing was good. But I've been reading a lot of those short stories uh, because I found that some of these short stories, there's some really great things that happen in them, just these good little nuggets of stories. I'm like, wait, they're about 100 pages or, you know, a little more. I'm like, oh yeah, we'll read them. But uh, my short story collections that I've been reading lately, they haven't been good. Uh, so, uh, but I've been trying to, because I got to get my quota of books, you know, read, because I have a certain type of amount of books I want to read. Are you looking for some kind of anthology that actually suits <laughs> your palate? Um, you know, the anthologies I've I've tried to read anthologies, and I have found the only anthology that I really really like, and this is again I'm saying this where I haven't and I didn't read this anthology all the way. Stephen King's anthologies. So, Skeleton Crew? Yep. So far are the best. And I haven't read those in, in their entirety. I haven't. Um, now I have read Clyde Barker's anthologies, but I wouldn't even call them anthology because now I haven't read Books of Blood. That's an anthology. Books of Blood is an anthology. Well, it's his anthology. It's like, you know, stories good done by him. So I guess let me backtrack here. So a book of short stories created by that one author. I have not ever read a big thick book of lots of short stories you know, created by the same author. Haven't done that. I've read a big book that has, you know, 20 to 50 stories and each story has a different, you know, story but from a different author. Right. I've read those. Those I don't like as much because they're so hard to remember the certain stories and a lot of them are just a lot of them just seems like a quick buck. The author is just trying to put something in this book so they can get some money. And I get it. They got to they gotta make a living, but they're a lot of times just not very good. So like cash in. Yeah, they really, I really feel like they are. So Night Shift is all stories, you know, done by Stephen King. Uh, Clyde Barker, there's uh, Books of Blood, Infernal Parade, uh, Primordium. Uh, those... I haven't read Books of Blood, but those are short stories, but they are done by that author. And those are very good. So with that, this Crystal Lake publishing is just a whole bunch of different stories done by these authors, but each story is its own separate book, so they don't release them all in collection, which I prefer. So with all that said, most of them aren't very good. Um, they're close. I've had some three out of five uh and that's not bad, but it's just, it gets so, I feel like some of these stories just get so confusing, just so like, well, it's confusing because, well, you don't know what you're reading, so just read it and you have your own interpretation. And that's fine to a degree, but there comes a point where I'm here going, I think you guys are just doing this because you don't quite know what you're writing, so just put it out there. And uh, that's been really irritating. So. I am looking forward to uh, reading uh, Ready Player Two because I think it's going to be a very, you know, concise read. Because Ernest Cline's a great author, and I'm still reading the Sleepy Hollow book. Uh, it's still a great book, but I mean that's a big book. That's like 600 pages. Mm. So in this time of my life, where I could read a book of 600 pages during the summertime and I'd be okay with it, but during work and Christmas and holidays. Pfft, it knew it's 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 really hard for me to get get that done so um, no it's gonna happen I, I believe it will um, this is forcing me to look at a lot of short stories which is good because that forces me to um, the short stories that I found made me get introduced to some authors I wasn't aware of uh, Jonathan Jans is a really really good one uh, that I never would be aware of unless for short film short uh, short stories um, Josh Mallerman uh, those authors I never got introduced to until short stories. Adam Neville, 
Uh, again, those short stories get me exposed to them. So I'll probably have a couple of uh, authors that I fall in love with after this. Uh, but yeah, right now, just look forward to the Ready Player Two. Uh, Ernest Klein, so it's going to be good. Oh, yeah. So I'll let you know. I'll, I'll do a review of it. Um, that one should be, I mean, I don't know this, but the first, and I'm a slow reader, the first Ready Player One I got done within a week. And that's fast for me. I mean, some people can read that thing like in a day, not me, but. I tried to read Michael Crichton's uh, Jurassic Park. And yeah. It took me nearly six months. Yeah. So, like, oh, come uh, on. I hear you. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. So. All right. Well, anything else you want to talk about? Um, yeah, I can think about the moment. Um, I, I'm on the lookout for some new horror. Yeah. If I can find any, I definitely want to get Mama the DVD yep. because it's just such a great show. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It I mean, is it's good. almost like the Swamp Witch kind of. Yeah, it was thing. very good. Mama was a very, very good film. It does. That was. Yep. I, and since, yes, I definitely want to get those again. It's crazy you mentioned Insidious because my boy, uh, they watched, uh, my oldest, they watched uh, the first one and the second one recently with their friends. I liked it. The first one was very pivotal, I think, just the, the cinematography the guy used. I think you introduced me to that. Because oh, so Wasn't good. that the, uh, the uh, whatchamacallit, uh, that... No, that was, the, no, that was the, the conjuring, no, not the conjuring, the haunting in Connecticut, the ectoplasm coming from the... Okay, because I yeah. remember we watched that too, so... Yeah, that one was a, that one was a really good one. But the Insidious, very good. That guy, the director of the Insidious movies, is creating and has already finished filming, dun dun dun, the Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, and he's I'm doing the be... Mortal Kombat movie, it's going to be good. <laughs> when you how that's going to go. I think it'll go really good, I do. And if you're in the mood for some cheese, you can always go for Sinister. I mean, I yeah, I hated <laughs> I hated Sinister. There was a second one. You know that there was a second Sinister. Yeah, I I haven't watched that yet, but yeah. I, I do want to. Though. Yeah, I would. <sighs> I, I, maybe it's just a cliche and kind of. Sure, I thought the guy looked very spooky, but he looked like a Mushroom Head band member, which was kind of cool to me. But I. Uh, they, mm, they had some good points in Sinister. I, I, they had some good points, but it was overall not. I, I did not think it was a good film. Oh. I did not. I, think, I, I thought it was great for the. Uh, I don't know. I want to say shock value, but I guess for cheese factor. It was new-ish, and it was kind of like Baba. It wasn't like Baba Duke. Like here, Baba Duke. I did not like Baba Duke. You like Babadook. My wife liked Babadook. I hated Babadook. Well, quite clearly, it, it's about grief, and I, I don't know. I thought the pop-up books was sure. original. Sure, that was very original. But my wife, she liked Babadook. I'm going, this movie sucked. <laughs> I hated that movie. But there's a lot of people. I'm like one of the lone like did not like Babadook because that was a very well-reviewed film. I mean, well, it was very, very well-reviewed. I will say this right now: if uh, you have a horror film and you have Doc screaming. Of like the Wil Wilhelm. Oh yeah. Or like the Godzilla noise yeah. or something. What are you doing, man? Yeah. I mean, how hard can it be to pay sure. somebody a scream? There are some directors that put that in there just to pay homage. Oh well. So there are some that do that on purpose, which I kind of like. That there's a little bit of charm to it. Right. Like, oh, you do it on purpose. But at the same time, when you hear it, you just it, it kind of breaks the immersion. I agree. Just like. You're, <laughs> you're just, right. It's like, oh, this is a movie. Oh, <laughs> right. Well, that was good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well. I see what you did there. Yeah. Okay, so. yeah, I agree. All right. Well, hey, we will let you guys go. Everybody, hope and pray you have a happy, safe Thanksgiving and uh, enjoy your time with your family. So, anyways, um, thank you so much for listening. This has been the Midnight 30 Podcast. I'm Langel. And I'm Jeremy. We are go. See you guys. Right. Later.